You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Short week. I, I was talking to Nick about how I prefer, I don't, I don't like Mondays off. I'd rather have Friday off. I would, obviously, I would rather have Friday. Like, it just threw off my whole week. Mm-hmm. Like, we were gone all weekend at family gatherings. Certain family was in town. And we got home Monday night. And I literally felt like I hadn't been home at all. And I was like, shoot, I'm going to Liz's tomorrow. And I have no food prepped. I have no, like... <laughs> Monday is usually my day and Sunday too, but like Monday morning when I make breakfast for, you know, before I work, I usually make double and then I bring it over to Liz's and I was just like last night at eight thirty at night. I was like, I don't know. I want to fucking do this right now. But <laughs> I also, it's the same thing that I, I don't like coming home from someplace on Sunday. No. So like say we're going on a trip or something. I don't want to come home Sunday. Like I want to come home on Saturday so that I have that one full day just mm-hmm. to do like house chores or laundry, food prep, whatever. Yep. Um, like we got back from being out of town at like one forty five Monday, which wasn't too yeah. bad. No. But then it's like, okay, we haven't seen Marcus all day. I need to unpack the car. I need to do laundry. And before I know it, it's like 730 at night. And I'm like, well, shoot, I haven't gotten any work done today. I need to prep for tomorrow. I said, forget it. I'm going to bed. I got up early (laughs) to prep for today. Yeah, I I worked a little bit yesterday, but then I also took a nap. I was so tired. Like my pregnant ass is just, and I I try to like be like, well, you know, maybe I'm just, I'm moving too much. And like, I, I got my blood glucose test back results from the glucose test for pregnancy. And I was worried about them because I was, I was getting tired after I was eating a lot of times, which is kind of a sign of insulin resistance for some people. Um, and I was like, shit, what if, what if I have a glucose issue? I don't know what I'm going to change. Like, I already feel like I eat really healthy. And I was like, maybe it's just the fact that I'm, t- I'm really fucking pregnant. And like, I'm just tired all the time. Yes. <laughs> you are in the third trimester. I am. I am which there. Is going to feel way too much time left. <laughs> feel like forever, but also fly by at the same time. So, okay. Uh, Here we are. We are back Friday. We're talking about maintenance and maintenance being progress. And we chose this for Friday fire because this is hard for some people to think about, Mm -hmm. um, but it's really, really impactful because we have many, many clients who go through really hard seasons of life. And sometimes we have to remind them whether it's healing their body, whether it is just, you know, being a mom and surviving certain seasons, Mm -hmm. like the end of the school year, things like that, that even though you feel like you, you know, aren't making progress, you are making a ton of progress because your habits have changed. Imagine where you would be if you hadn't been working on these things, if you yeah. weren't this resilient to stress and you would you know, maybe be on the opposite end of the spectrum here, gaining weight. And yeah. so kind of just want to challenge everybody out there today as we kind of talk through this. Think about the fact that everybody goes through different seasons of life. Some of those mm-hmm. are going to be growth seasons. Some of those are going to be, you know, traumatic seasons or very stressful seasons or just life changes, right? Whether it's moving, changing jobs, careers, all of that stuff. And sometimes we have to just recognize that even when we are just maintaining our weight and we're working on our health, we are still making progress just because the scale might not be reflecting, you know, with a lower weight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, 
people think that, it, especially when they join a program, like if you aren't losing weight during the program, what's the point of the program? Well, because you're making huge life changes that are going to help you to lose weight much easier in the future and in a healthy way. And a lot of the women that we talk to, when they explain to us, you know, their past and their past experience with nutrition and attempts at losing weight, it often sounds similar in terms of I lost weight and then I gained it all back. Mm -hmm. I lost weight and then I gained it all back during a stressful time, during whatever was going on that was not a perfect, quote unquote, perfect time for me to lose weight. And so what if you lost all that weight and then you hit a stressful time and you didn't keep losing weight, but you maintained it. And then you didn't go through these huge swings of up and down. How much different would life be? And so that's what we're talking about is like this. And, and also just because you are maintaining does not mean other things aren't changing positively. Like the, the stupid scale is not the only measure of success in weight, in health. I'm sorry, in weight. Yes. In health, in nutrition, in life, in body general. composition, I know, body composition. Um, but also know that like life should always be a growing process. But that growing process doesn't always mean physically, okay? Mm -hmm. That might mean mentally. That might mean emotionally. And yes, it might mean physically, but it might not be the numbers on the scale. It might be body composition. And so I think it's like a couple of key phases where I would say maintenance is huge progress. Menopause is a huge one for a lot of women. Perimenopause, I should say. Like the, the menopause is technically only one day, but leading into menopause, those you know, months, if not years for many women um, of struggling with the hormonal shifts that mm -hmm. happen during menopause, healing from an extremely low calorie intake. Um, I'm going to talk about my example in just a minute about like adrenal fatigue and what I went through during that because that was really tough. And I think the hardest part for most people is that oftentimes you are putting in just as much work to maintain as you maybe did in the past to lose. And it's very hard mentally and emotionally to handle that because you're like, well, in the past I was doing all of this and I was losing weight, mm -hmm. but now I'm doing all of this and I'm only maintaining or I'm tracking my food or I'm, I'm focusing on quality of food. I'm getting in more sleep. I'm exercising more like all of these things, but I'm not losing weight. And it's, it's a really hard battle internally to go through that. Um, that's kind of what I dealt with when I, I went through adrenal fatigue. I, I literally, was all of my focus was on trying to heal my body. And all I wanted in those moments was to lose weight. Like I was uncomfortable in my skin. My body was inflamed. It was angry at me. I had driven it into the ground. It was not responding anymore. And all I wanted was to lose the like 10 pounds that I suddenly gained from it. And I knew in that moment, my efforts were going to be a lot. I was going to have to focus on nourishing food. I was going to have to focus on eating more. I was going to have to focus on sleep way more than I had been. I was going to have to focus on trying to exercise more consciously and not as intensely and it, honestly, like stupidly. And all of those things were a lot of effort, but my body didn't change a whole lot during them other than I started feeling better. And so I think that's where we have to address like maintaining your weight may look like you're, nothing's happening, but it's because we ignore the other good that's happening a lot of times. Well, and we often ignore all the other check engine lights, mm -hmm. right? Along the way of a dieting journey. And that's what drives us to this place where we have to spend time reverse dieting and yeah. eating more and training a little bit, you know, smarter instead of harder and things like that. And so here's some things that we often see with our clients. And I know Beckham went through this too, um, as well as myself. Like when I started eating more, I had to mentally shift that this was a steep 
season that I was going to be maintaining and I was going to be focusing more on healing my body instead of what the scale was doing. Because for some individuals, as they go through that journey, there's a little bit of weight gain or for some others, there's quite a bit of weight gain because they need that. Like you were coming from a place you were really lean. Mm -hmm. So that 10 pounds, right? Relative to somebody else who's maybe gaining four to five pounds, like you you had that weight that you needed to gain from body fat percentage. So looking at like, how am I feeling? So evaluating, we talk a lot about biofeedback on this podcast. How is your sleep? Are you sleeping soundly through the night, getting quality rest? Do you have good sustained energy throughout the day? Um, Or are you waking up multiple times in the middle of the night and then you're waking up in the morning and you want to, hit the snooze button multiple times. You want coffee first thing in the morning. Like, how is your sleep? How is your energy, right? Like, again, are you having like good sustained energy throughout the day or are you taking highs and lows? This could also be blood sugar, you know, dysregulation as well. But a lot of people, like they just ignore how tired that they are and they instead, they'll go and they'll crush a workout and then they'll say, well, I got energy after my workout. Well, yeah, because now we've just spiked cortisol a little bit more yep. and running on adrenaline, right? But also, how is your digestion? Like, are you going to the bathroom regularly? What does that mean? Every single day, formed stools, no gas, no loose stools, not running to the bathroom, right? You just have good digestion and you don't have any of these other symptoms such as burp or like I mentioned, gas, acid reflux, heartburn, things like that. Things are just running smoothly. How's your mood too? Because I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with when they're in a phase. They're like a little bit resentful, kind of angry Mm -hmm. that they're putting all this work into still eating high quality, clean foods, shifting their workouts, or maybe they're not able to do things the way they were in different seasons. And so their mood is not as stable. But what we see a lot of times with women is when we start eating more to nourish their body and support that healing process, they find themselves less moody, overall happier, Mm -hmm. right? Less snappy, more patient, less frustrated, things like that, because they are not constantly stressed. Yeah. I think another big thing is how you're impacted by stress. You Mm -hmm. know, like I know personally right now during this pregnancy, I'm much easily triggered, much more easily triggered. Like I'm, I'm just more on edge. I just, and it, I know it's because of what my body's going through. Like my body's threshold for stress is lower right now. But a lot of times we talk to clients when they've been improving their nutrition, they talk about how like things just haven't been stressing me out as much. Like I'm, I just seem to be handling life better. Um, and it's hard because this isn't a tangible thing. A lot of these things aren't tangible things and you have to kind of pay attention to them to be able to notice them. You I'm sorry guys, this is going to sound awful. You can't just be a Debbie Downer because the weight's not moving. Like start to pay attention to what other things are going right because mm-hmm. those things will translate into weight. They will translate into better health. I think also getting stronger in the gym, like noticing I feel awesome in my workouts. I have energy in my workouts that lasts throughout the whole workout. I don't feel totally depleted after the workout. Like it's very rare to see someone getting extremely strong and just dropping weight. Like that's, that's why we use periodization. That's why we go through phases of eating less and then eating more like gaining, unless you are a total newbie to exercise in general and weightlifting in general, it's very, very uncommon to see people gain strength and lose weight and get leaner at the same time. Like it's just, it's not a common thing. You might get a little bit leaner, but we don't see people lose a bunch of body fat and yeah. get stronger at the same time. Well, and when when I was writing the notes here for this, I'm thinking like really, really get strong. Like yeah. let's say you're going through a phase where you have kind of hit this 
you know, plateau with your strength in the gym and you, but you really want to drive up your weight in your squats or your bench or your deadlift or your performance in terms of like endurance. Maybe it's, you know, you're in the CrossFit world and you wanted to complete Murph this year and do it in less than 30 minutes, whatever that looks like for some people, like to really hit that next level of strong and building muscle. You can't simultaneously do that. I, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, some people very, very few of them, especially if they're new to this. But I'm talking about people who like go through phases because they have a performance goal. They can't be in a calorie deficit and expect to feel their best and perform their best in the gym. Do you think that CrossFit athletes cut going into CrossFit competitions? Absolutely not. They're eating at maintenance plus a little bit to fuel their body to go into that performance or that competition. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of the things that and we have to be also realistic with our goals, right? In the season of life that we are in, um, I'll use myself as an example here. Heading into the summer, um, a couple of months ago, I was talking with my nutrition coach and my strength coach. And like, obviously, I'm smart enough to know I can't be in a calorie deficit mm-hmm. trying to gain strength to do a powerlifting competition. Like, it's just... N- I'm not, I'm going to fail on both ends because yep. I'm going to cause stress from the calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to stress myself in the gym and be frustrated with more stress for not seeing that improvement in the gym. And so you have to decide if you're going through different, you know, phases in terms of strength gains and what you want. Like if you really want to have this lean tone physique, you're going to have to go through a muscle building phase. I don't want to mm-hmm. call it a gaining phase, but a muscle building phase. And yep. then you can go through, you know, that fat loss phase so that you can show the muscle that you've built underneath. But the last thing that, you know, I want to just kind of touch on here. And this was really, really big for me going through my reverse dieting journey was clearing up my brain fog and having Mm -hmm. good focus and being productive throughout the day. We, I can't tell you how many women come to us and they're like, I don't have energy to play with my kids. I don't have energy to focus at work. I feel like I'm constantly like squirrel, you know, and have trouble staying on task we start getting the right foods in their body and the right balance of those foods. They're like, I am so much more productive. I have energy all day. I did X, Y, and Z and ABC on Saturday, like, you know, around the house. And this is just awesome because they have just more drive and productivity in them when they are nourished, not fed calories, but actually nourished. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest things we have to understand is like fighting the calorie deficit because you think you should be in it. Mm-hmm. I think this this is the hardest part about like society and the, you know, the pressure that like social media and diet culture puts on us is that you have to always be in an effort to lose weight, right? Like if you're not dieting, if you're not in a calorie deficit purposefully, like what are you even doing? I think maintenance is terrifying for a lot of people mm-hmm. because they think if I eat more, that equals weight gain. And that's just the automatic mental response. And it's understandable. It's a scary thing to eat more when everything tells you that you should be eating 1,200 to 1,400 calories or less. It's terrifying to eat 1,800, 2,000 calories plus. And so I would say that the people that should be fo- like maybe going towards more of a maintenance, going towards maybe I take a break from this, Number one, people that have been in a calorie deficit for a long time and it's not working. Telltale sign. (laughs) If you are in a true calorie deficit, like you're tracking your intake, you weigh and measure food for the most part, you do it consistently, even on the weekends, and your body is not responding with weight loss and quality of food is high. You don't have any underlying issues Mm -hmm. because like things like digestive stress, IBS, colitis, IBD, um, you know, gut inflammation, autoimmune conditions, like all those things are going to impact how your body's able to respond. If you are eating high quality food and you're doing that consistently and not losing weight, then you 
probably shouldn't be in a calorie deficit anymore. Like you've, you've, you've ran the expiration date on it. We need to come out of it. You cannot, you cannot do this forever. That is why you have to periodize your nutrition. That's why Liz and I do this. And basically the main teaching point in Evolve 2.0, like I would say that our newest program, that's the big, I mean, yes, there's a lot to it, but I would say the biggest learning factor of all of it is how to periodize your nutrition throughout different seasons of life. Outside of just understanding food and nourishing your body yep. right because we talk a ton about that absolutely i'm getting to this place where like i don't even care what your macros are anymore like no I, are I, you eating quality food yeah are you eating quality food are you eating well-balanced foods do you have good stable blood sugar throughout the day are you sleeping are you going to the bathroom like i really don't care what your macros are because if all of those other things like are not in line but you're just following if it fits my macros and you think that that's going to be what helps you lose weight long term in a healthy way that's not true. It's like probably why it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many other things that go into it, um, including stress, like d- calorie deficits and dieting. They're a mental stress. They're an emotional stress. Like they're a lot of work. Yes. But they're also a stress to the body. And so if you are going through a very high stress time right now, the last thing that you should be doing is trying to cut calories. Mm-hmm. You might find if you eat a little bit more and you reduce that stress physically, you're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy and the weight will start coming off again Mm -hmm. because you've reduced the stress from that deficit. You've reduced the inflammation. You've reduced the Mm -hmm. things that are taking energy from your body and using up nutrients when it should be going towards normal functions and in turn helping the body be healthy and lose weight. And so stress is very taxing on the body guys like and i hate stress because i feel like stress has just become this bastardized word i mean like even we use it so much but stress comes from all areas it's not just like a, a poor relationship or like you know you get a poor grade on a test or something like that like it's from poor food choices it's from poor sleep it's from not managing your day-to-day stress and there's constant stress in today and like liz was saying if you have been in a diet for so long that like you're terrified of food you beat yourself up when you eat anything that's like outside of your quote-unquote approved foods list like you you think that carrots are bad for you I would say it's probably time that you need to take a break from dieting because psychologically you need that break Mm -hmm. and it can be so refreshing. Like I love, you know what I love is when clients that we maybe try to take through a cutting phase, like because their goal is obviously weight loss and we've, we've checked the biofeedback boxes and it seems like their body could respond. And then we come out of it at some point and like they've lost weight throughout that period and they come out of it and we're like, we could always cycle back into it if we're not at a place that we physically feel we want to be at. They're like, you know what? After coming out of the cut phase and into maintenance, I don't want to do it anymore. Like I just like maintenance better. It's easier to live this way. You get to enjoy life more. Like you get to maintain your progress that you get from the calorie deficit phase. And so that's one of my favorites is when people realize that eating more not only doesn't mean gaining weight, it just means a better quality of life. Yeah. Or when we're getting ready to come out of that fat loss phase mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what? I'm I finally ready. understand what you guys were talking about when you, because we mentally prepare our clients for a couple of weeks in advance. We totally. talk to them about what this if needs to longer. look like. Yeah. But what this needs to look like, what this cut phase is going to entail and like how to make it easier because it is hard. And so when we're coming out of a fat loss phase, maybe it's two weeks, three weeks, kind of depends upon the person. They're like, man, I'm ready. And I wanted to pull out, you know, myself a couple days early, but I I knew that I'm just, you know, three or four days away, I can do this. Um, And obviously for some clients, we will adjust things as we go along and pull them out 
earlier depending upon what their biofeedback is but it's important to know like when you're going through a true fat loss phase like you're probably going to be more tired you're going to be hungry you're going to be a little bit more moody and you're just not going to feel 110 percent the way that you do when things are running optimally and your body has enough nourishment but we go through those phases intentionally to inflict fat loss but we can't stay there forever like people ask us how often should i be cutting well probably no more than like three months of the year. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't want to hear that because they're like, well, then it's going to take me 10 years to get to my goal. Not necessarily. If you're doing it the right way, you can still see progress when you're eating higher calories. Like fat loss doesn't mean 1,200, 1,400 calories. We have clients that lose weight eating 2,000 calories. Like it's very independent upon the person, Mm -hmm. but you might see a lot of physical changes even when you're eating more. Whether or not your scale is moving, you know, drastically you might notice like if you go like one of our clients i love shelby she messaged us the other day you guys i put on these shorts from last year and not only have i lost the weight like you know to get back to that place but these shorts literally falling off of me i have to go buy new shorts and i'm like this is awesome because it's not all about what the scale number is showing you it's about how you get to that number Mm -hmm. right like if you're just crash dieting and you're losing a bunch of water weight and some fat those clothes aren't going to fit you the same way as if you are resistance training, you're feeding your body, you know, mm-hmm. nourishment, and you're actually losing a lot of fat. You're going to look a lot different. Yeah. I find my body personally, like I only respond to a cal, like an, an actual calorie deficit for a short period of time. And then I have to come out to more of a maintenance place, like maybe just below maintenance, like that small calorie deficit. And that's where I seem to respond best. Like, for me, when I cut, I usually cut around 17 to 1800, depending on how active I am. And then I, I respond to it for maybe, maybe four to six weeks, if that. And then my body's like, this is too low, too much. And then I have to come back out of it to like 2100, 2200. And my body still changes there. Yeah. And so it's, it's being able to look at the photos, being able to look at measurements, being able to look at all of the things that we talked about that aren't the stupid scale, your mood, your energy, all of these sleep improve, like all of those things mean health and health means weight loss is easier. If you have digestive stress right now, if you have horrible sleep to where you're waking up in the middle of the night, if you feel like you don't have stable energy throughout the day, if you're having cravings and big like mood swings throughout the day, it is not a good time to diet. Mm -hmm. Like this is when maintenance is progress. And guys, at the end of the day, being healthy in terms of giving your body good foods, high quality, whole unprocessed foods, moving your body, getting good sleep, even if it's not bringing you these, you know, 10 pounds lost every week, like the stupid tabloids say, it doesn't mean it's bad for you. Like that is what I think we need to take away just because we're putting effort into our health. I think we sometimes think that it should be easy or Or like if it's not happening with effort, then what's the point mm-hmm. type yeah. idea and concept? Well, we always ask the question, like, what is the alternative? Yeah. Like, okay, so maybe you maintain your weight for four to six weeks and then you have a high quality of life and you're enjoying life and you feel really good and you have all this energy to show up for your family, to show up for your job, mm-hmm. to show up for yourself. Maybe that's worth more than the five pounds that you think that you have to just get off, right? Uh, and this is just one thing that like, I always think about when we're talking with people about their goals. Like, I don't even ask them how much weight you want to lose. I'm like, where do you want to get to that you're going to feel your best, you're going to have confidence, and you're going to show up for yourself? Yeah. Like, What size is that for you? Like, you know, Maybe it's not the size that it was when you were 20 or you were 30. Maybe it is a little bit different these days. But some people get so caught up on that scale number that they do. They say, if, it, if I'm not losing you know, weight and the scale is not moving, 
moving, then forget it. This isn't worth anything. Well, yeah, it is. It's worth your health. Mm -hmm. It's worth your longevity. It's worth your energy. It's worth having good digestion. It's worth you. Like you are worth being healthy. And that's where I think a lot of people go wrong because they think that if they're not losing weight, that there's something wrong. But a lot of times it's because they go so hard, so fast that they can't sustain it. They wreck health along the way that now they expect the same thing with a different approach. And it's not going to work that way. Like the long-term approach may not give you five pounds off a week, but it's going to give you a whole lot more than that instant gratification of what the scale is saying when you can maintain it for the next 10, 15, 20 years and show up for your life at the same time instead of drastically trying to get in there, gain it all back, do it again, yep. repeat, rinse, repeat, right? Like that's totally. not a way to live. Yeah, it's it's a change of perspective. Like take the scale out of it. Start focusing on other things. Start focusing on how you're feeling day to day. Start focusing on the things that you're implementing and you know how to enjoy them. Like I, I don't think that eating super plain, boring, steamed broccoli and chicken is a way to enjoy life. Like, are they great nourishing foods? Yeah, of course they are. But we need to figure out ways that we can implement these to where maintenance and, you know, keeping a place of high quality of life is enjoyable. Because mm-hmm. I think that we look at it like a chore a lot of days. And so char- start changing the perspective of like, I am excited to be healthy. I'm excited to do these things for bettering my quality of life for bettering how my body functions on a day-to-day basis. You guys, this body is not just a vessel that we live in. Like it is very complex in nature. It needs a lot of support and we are the only ones that can give it that. And so try to change the perspective of how we view our bodies and progress and how maintenance a lot of times is actually really good. Like your body being stable and not having these huge swings in weight, it's actually a really good sign. And so although it might not be the super drastic fast weight loss, it might be actually that your body is doing way better than it's ever been doing. And so if you're doing all the things right, trust the process. If it's not working how you think it should be, hire someone to help you. But at the end of the day, don't think that maintenance is BS. Maintenance may be one of the best things that your body has ever gotten. And it might be great progress depending on the season of life you're in. So don't discount maintenance. Maintenance sometimes is where it's at. Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, The more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. Five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you.